the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Texas Capital Management Studios. This is AM 1280. The Patriot. WWTC. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Outgoing White House Chief of Staff, Reince Priebus, says though he is personally affected by losing his job at the White House, it could be a positive move. The president hitting the reset button saying, okay, let's try something different. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And I think General Kelly, given the tools, making sure that he's the chief of staff and he's in charge, he's in charge of hiring, firing, everyone reports to uh, General Kelly. I think it's a good formula. News appearing on the Fox News Channel's Hannity Show, the retired Marine General John Kelly is a battle-hardened veteran of three tours of Iraq. He's leaving his job as Secretary of Homeland Security to replace Priebus. President Trump, meanwhile, condemning North Korea's test of its second intercontinental ballistic missile as a threat to the world. In a White House statement, President Trump condemned the launch of another intercontinental ballistic missile, calling it the latest reckless and dangerous action by the North Korean regime. Meanwhile, the U.S. and South Korean forces conducted joint live-fire exercises in response to the missile test. Military officials say the training event was conducted to demonstrate their precision firing capability and exercise assets countering North Korea's missile launch. That's White House correspondent Greg Clugson. South Korea now says it plans to hold talks with the U.S. on increasing the warhead limit for South Korean missiles. Colonel John Mountford's a brigade commander and says U.S. and South Korean troops fired a number of missiles in their recent joint exercise. In a combined U.S. ROC effort today, the Republic of Korea military and the 8th U.S. Army launched two Army tactical missile systems and two Hungmu-2 missiles simultaneously and successfully hit multiple targets. And a spokesman for the South Korean president says that Washington has accepted Seoul's proposal to hold negotiations on revising a bilateral guideline that currently limits the development of South Korean missiles. This is SRN News. AM 1280, The Patriot. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. And it's about to get worse. The IRS just hired an army of new tax enforcers. So, if you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop that army of new enforcers from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a half billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743-800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, Alyssa here with The Patriot, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school with our half-off tuition program. This is a program we have had for five years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. For more information about the program, or if you would like to see a full list of partnering schools, visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. TwinCitiesTuitions.com is here to help you in your search for a new school with a great interactive map that will show you all of our partnering schools closest to you. And it even has frequently asked questions about the program, like why you should choose Christian education. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. 
If you value facts like I do, then you'll appreciate working with Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC. Hi, this is Larry Elder. Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC is the place to go for your next new or used car. Fact, Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC has one of the top ratings in the nation when it comes to customer satisfaction. So you'll know you'll have a great experience. Fact, the Wisconsin DOT mandates that pre-owned vehicles pass stringent testing before they make it to a dealer's lot. So when you buy a new or used vehicle at Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC, you can be confident you are getting an excellent running car or truck. Fact, Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC value prices all their vehicles, so that means you get the very best value possible. The facts check out. It just makes good sense to me that you'll love doing business at Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC, especially if you're in the East Metro. They're just a 10-minute drive from the 494-694 crossroads. You'll find great cars, great people, and a great experience every time at HudsonChevrolet.com. Find new roads. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the Bank of Omaha Studios, here is the original man of steel, Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Yeah, there you go. That's how to make it happen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. Your association members take tremendous pride in their communities. You can help them maintain that pride with custom financing through Mutual of Omaha Bank, a lending expert that's worked with thousands of community associations. So whether you want to purchase real estate or equipment or make repairs to common areas, Mutual of Omaha Bank can meet your needs with a team of dedicated local professionals. Call Tom Engblom at 312-209-2623, Mutual of Omaha Bank, member FDIC. I'm also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors and Bartlett Tree Experts. And before we get uh, started with a great show on a great day with a great guest, need to check in with the man that makes it happen, Trevor Kay. How are you, Trevor? Hey, Gene. Feeling good. How are you? I'm great. Hey, let me ask you, uh, when you took your driver's lesson mm-hmm. uh, test, for the, uh, did you pass the first time? I did. I did. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a, a study, and I was kind of interested in this. Uh, apparently, there's a research by a car insurance company called Privilege Drive Expert. And they did some research and analyzed over 1,500 drivers and found that uh, they said uh, that uh, apparently people that own their own company tend to take on average two or three or more attempts before they pass their really? driver's test. Really? Three or more? Yes. Oh, boy. Or, or two at least. <laughs> and uh, And so I thought about it in my case because I own a company and... Yeah, I took two times. Okay. <laughs> so, well, average. So I, yeah. I guess, I guess uh, that's probably true. Well, hey, well, like I said, we've got a great show, so let's uh, begin, as we always do, with property management in the news. In property management in the news today, we're going to take a look at uh, legislative and judicial trends that surround homeowner associations. Uh, We know that uh, legislatures are passing bills all the time. Courts are handing down judgments at a frenetic pace that affect everyone living in an HOA. Uh, Let me give you some stats. Uh, It just uh, looks like CAI, Community Association Institute, came out and said that uh, uh, just over 1,000 pieces of state and federal legislation have been introduced, well over 200 local city municipal ordinances, and that was just in 2016. Uh, We don't know uh, what the headcount is for 2017, but uh, I'm betting on, uh, in uh, farming terms, that's going to be another bumper crop (laughs) this year as well. Uh, 
uh, most of the time, uh, these are positions that legislators are trying to, you know, cobble together to appease constituents and well-intentioned, but sometimes uh, we often think in misguided ways. Uh, you know, I remember my mom would always say uh, when someone didn't quite understand things or couldn't quite get something, she would always just uh, say, oh, God bless them. And so, yeah, God bless those legislators trying to get it right. But here to help me sort out all of uh, these legislative uh, trends that are happening is uh, my guest uh, today, Attorney Dan Greenstein. Welcome back, Dan. How are you? Thank you, Gene. Good morning. Well, let's take a look at, uh, at some of these trends, shall we? Uh, there are a couple that seem to be themes that we've been talking about uh, probably over the, the last year or two, and they just continue on. Number one, Dan, huge issue, short-term rentals, or otherwise known as the Airbnb phenomena. Um, Boy, Gene, that has become such a hot topic, not only for... Uh, state legislation, but uh, many cities are looking at prohibiting it because uh, they they tend to lose control of the landlords in those situations where mom pa homeowner decide they're going to make a few bucks and and rent out their place for a week or two. Yeah. So, but it's not just uh, government that's uh, concerned. HOAs uh, have had concerns with this as uh, well. Uh, Dan, in your experience, what are some of the concerns that uh, HOAs or um, have had with uh, something like a short-term rental and Airbnb? Well, Gene, you know, with the Super Bowl coming here next year. Uh, I've gotten numerous calls from condominiums and townhomes that are located somewhat near, near uh, the state, the new stadium, and they know their members are looking to make some fast money during the Super Bowl week or, or other big weeks uh, with activities downtown. And uh, all of the board of directors uh, tend to be really worried about having strangers on their property in their common areas, having noise concerns, nuisance concerns. I mean, let's face it, when people come in for the Super Bowl, they're coming in for uh, three to seven days of excitement and partying and getting together. And there's a lot of worrying uh, going on in these associations. What will be if they allow their members to have a short-term rental for those types of activities? Do you see it as a justified concern? Well, yes and no. I think that um, they're, they're justified because all of those factors are true. They're going to have people who have never been in the building before coming through. They're going to, there's going to be a tendency uh, to have parties and good times during things like the Super Bowl week. And they're going to lose a little bit of control as a board over what's going on in their building. And I, I think that's a justified concern. Yeah, okay. So now on I know hand, you... you okay, oh, I was just going to say, the other, the other side of that coin is a lot of the members are pushing their boards to make exceptions for special situations like the Super Bowl because... Uh, you know the the money they it's, can make in a short it's going to be of big money just huge <laughs> yeah yeah right. big money I, I I think some people have talked about between five to to ten thousand dollars for a week for it's something like crazy. a big it's crazy yeah. but and yeah. the closer you are to the action downtown the more you can charge for those few days yeah so you've been uh, addressing this with uh, this uh, with uh, HOAs. Uh, what are some things that uh, they can do to keep in mind uh, to be successful with something like this? Well, there's there's really there, there's very few uh, actions they can take. the The primary one is that they can review their governing documents, especially the declaration, which is recorded with the county. And if the declaration does not restrict short-term rentals, 
they can take steps to amend the declaration and prohibit uh, short-term rentals without approval of the board. The problem is if uh, homeowners looking at that big paycheck you know, decide that they're just going to go ahead and violate it, what, what actions will the board then take after the fact to, in effect, uh, pass a consequence for that, tip, that violation? And a lot of the boards that I've spoken to are determined to fine the homeowners in the amount that they have charged for the use of their unit. So we're talking about fines in the multiple thousands of dollars uh, over just a number of days. Okay. Well, yeah, and, you know, it's not just, uh, as we've uh, been talking about here, uh, HOAs that have concerns. Uh, both state and uh, uh, local lawmakers uh, are uh, all getting involved with this, but sometimes uh, state and local uh, government are kind of butting heads uh, against uh, one another and coming from a completely opposing view. Uh, what are those? Well, we're going to explore that and more of some of the legislative trends taking place in HOAs with my guest, Dan Greenstein. But we're going to take a break. Don't go away. There will be a lot more of where you live after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. Do you want to change your life? Get out of your rut and achieve new goals? Hi, I'm Jessica Brighton. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. on Wellness 1570, you and I will talk about ways to change your attitudes, mindset, and remove the roadblocks that appear in our paths. My goal is that you'll have a new lease on life as you wake up every day with positivity and the passion to live a fulfilling life. We can schedule some one-on-one time as well. So connect on JessicaBrighton.com and listen to Silver Linings and Lemonade 3 p.m. every Tuesday on Wellness 1570. There is only one skin rejuvenation clinic in Minnesota. Only physicians provide the advanced laser and injectable treatments. Established in 2004, Skin Rejuvenation Clinic of Edina has been nationally recognized for their outstanding results. This clinic has the most body contouring and fat reduction options in the state. You can also choose treatments that erase or improve the signs of aging. Set up your free consultation with a physician. There is only one skin rejuvenation clinic. SkinRejuvenationClinic.net at Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face -face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. The show is brought to you 
by Bartlett Tree Experts and Extreme Exteriors. You know, you can count on Extreme Exteriors for expert installation of exterior siding, roofing, soffits, fascia, decks, windows, and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come. Give them a call at 763-441-1334 and tell them Gene sent you. It's time now to hear from the Community Associations Institute. The CAI Minute is brought to you by 24 Restore. You know, the 24 Restore Cost Containment Program helps property managers and associations save money while still delivering the highest quality emergency restoration services for your residents. 24 Restore's unique program includes in-house loss assistance, future loss prevention, and reduction of your overall risk and liability. For more information about this cost containment program, please visit 24restore.com. That's 24restore.com. Are you a member of the Community Associations Institute? For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit caionline.org to learn more. The address again is caionline.org. CAI helps community associations board members by providing online resources, in-person training, and hard copy publications written by association management experts. CAI offers community managers professional development, networking opportunities, and a certification program that is established as the industry standard nationwide. Minnesota has its own chapter of the Community Associations Institute to bring resources and tools from community associations around the country right to your home. Visit www.cai-mn.com to learn more and become a member of CAI today. Your community and management company will benefit from your involvement. Join the Community Associations Institute today at cai-mn.com and click on membership. I'm here with uh, my guest, uh, Attorney Dan Greenstein. We're talking about legislative trends uh, that are affecting HOAs around the country. The first one we're dealing with, uh, Dan, uh, short-term rentals, or otherwise known as the Airbnb phenomena. And uh, we were talking a little bit in the last uh, segment that uh, HOAs have concerns, but uh, both state and local lawmakers do as well. But it seems like uh, almost coming from opposing views where uh, you have cities that are trying to put prohibitions on short-term rentals you have states uh, legislators that are looking at bills that are trying to prevent local municipalities from prohibiting those rentals. Why do you think that is? Gene, when it comes to the government, I, I have stopped trying to understand <laughs> why that is. Uh, there's just no way to make sense of some things. And, you know, I suppose about the cities... Uh, are the ones in the trenches that really have to enforce this with landlord licensing and such, and it makes sense uh, why they would they would be against it because it, in a way, it's an exception to the long standard uh, running of landlord tenants and landlords being licensed and having to meet certain requirements. When you go to use a you know, I think they call it, you know, uh, unit or home sharing uh, mm -hmm. on a site like a Airbnb or other similar sites. You're, there's really no oversight or regulation from the city, and I, I think that becomes a big worry. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, a rental is a rental, whether it's short-term or long-term. And if someone has a property that they're not living in, uh, I could see the cities could still get around uh, by requiring licensing as they do for all rentals. But what's different with something like uh, Airbnb, uh, a lot of times those homeowners can actually still be in their home and still uh, rent out just a room. Isn't that right? Absolutely correct. In fact, uh, as long as the homeowner is still staying in the unit or home, Technically speaking, it's, it's not really a rental because under our legal definitions of lease or rental, the owner of the property has to give up possession to the, to the tenant. And in an Airbnb situation, oftentimes the owner of the property is, is still in the home. 
So yeah. technically, it does, it's a whole new category that I think our current laws are not really uh, up to date on. They they were enacted before this whole concept came to be. Yeah, isn't it uh, fascinating? Sometimes uh, technology and business morphs into something too quickly than we've had uh, the time to think about uh, the consequences of that. But that whole phenomenon of uh, Airbnb uh, is, you know, it's the same thing uh, with uh, Uber and uh, and driving right. versus taxis exactly. and other things. And so, and yeah, I've seen. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Gene, the technology moves a lot faster than our government. So uh, the government is, in a, in effect, playing a lot of catch up on these things. Yeah. I, you know, when I've looked at some of the other uh, big cities, and it seems like some of the real big cities are the ones real concerned about Airbnb. You've had uh, New York. They have been, uh, they have been against this, I think, uh, for a, a few years now. Um, and so you've got uh, New York and uh, Chicago. Uh, they they also have uh, uh, had some real big uh, concerns. But I look at uh, cities like Anaheim. I know you've got uh, Disneyland there, and so people have had concerns with uh, parking. Uh, you have infrastructure with uh, traffic and all kinds of things. But I think one of the big things that a lot of the big cities seem to be upset about is that they're losing uh, revenue, because one of the things that I know that uh, takes place is that any time a hotel or a motel is used, uh, every city has a uh, a uh, hotel tax uh, that uh, needs to be paid to the city uh, every t- every night that a room is rented. And so, when a room isn't being rented by hotels and motels, and instead by something like Airbnb with an individual, municipalities are losing revenue. That's, that's correct. Not only are they losing revenue, they're losing the opportunity to oversee or con- control the conditions in which people are visiting their city and, and staying in their city. So, But obviously the revenue is of key importance, and I, and I think the landlord, you know, I, I'm a, there's a new niche that's kind of developed here in Minneapolis, and I assume it's the same throughout the country. And we have a lot of clients now that are buying buildings, whether it's a home or a condominium or a similar building, specifically for Airbnb type of rentals. They don't even look for year-long tenants anymore. They're looking to maximize their income by having uh, Airbnb type of use over and over throughout the years. Yeah. Wow. So where do you see this uh, uh, trend heading? I don't know that it's going to stop anytime soon. Do you? No, I, I don't know. I, you know, I look at cities where they've uh, put restrictions on it and prohibited it. And from what I've read so far, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of a tough situation for our government to monitor and figure out who's violating their uh, prohibitions. But like you said, I don't see it slowing down. I I think, if anything, it's going to increase. And I think our government is going to have to find a way to, you know, to satisfy themselves. Okay, we'll allow it, but, you know, we'll generate income another way or a different way or require self-reporting or something. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at uh, another uh, big trend in uh, HOAs uh, here that uh, we see with legislation. This year, uh, it's been huge, especially here in Minnesota. We're one of uh, 11 states, and that's been with construction defect laws. Oh, I know. Big changes. Very big changes. So let me uh, ask. It seems like, uh, you know, the people uh, that are really pushing this are builders and developers, and... uh, they kind of have sort of a twofold approach. They're, they've been asking uh, legislators to reduce the time allowed to find and file a lawsuit that an HOA would have. And then uh, they are also seeking for legislators to put in uh, hurdles or barriers to kind of be created to kind of halt any legal action or making it a lot more difficult 
uh, for that to uh, take place. I'd like to you talk know, about that. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say def- defective construction litigation has become a huge industry, uh, especially in areas of the country like Minnesota and the Midwest where you have rough winters and a lot of deterioration and water infiltration issues. So uh, last year, our legislature passed a whole new law that governs condominium construction defects. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's uh, give some examples of some of those hurdles that they've uh, put in place. And I'd like to get your your thoughts on it. One is... uh, a supermajority of homeowners uh, need to participate and give the board permission before being able to uh, initiating a lawsuit. Right. This is kind of unheard of where the state is passing laws that tell the association that they no longer have the power to bring litigation to benefit the owners without having a vote of the owners. This is a a very new concept in association law, but you're right. Before an association can bring a defective construction suit, they've got to have a majority of the unit owners, uh, meaning 51%, authorize the starting of the lawsuit. Um, and, And, you know, even if it would truly just be a benefit for the association, sometimes rounding up enough votes and getting people to pay attention enough is a challenge in and of itself. So that's a huge requirement. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, that it, it's, I, it's, to me, uh, it is something that uh, I think uh, most builders uh, that are, have been building HOAs certainly know. Participation is always very low with uh, homeowners once they pr- purchase a home in an HOA. And so this just seems to be uh, just uh, some smoke and mirrors on their part just to try and stop the process of litigation from taking place. Well, in addition to the vote, um, before you can start a lawsuit, the association has to mediate the matter uh, in front of a neutral third party. So in other words, The association, through the board of directors, has to hire a neutral third-party mediator and get the developer to attend and participate. And they have to try to settle any and all of their disputes. Um, You're not required to enter into a settlement, but you are required to go through the process. So this is another hurdle, another cost, which the association will incur. And frankly, I'll tell you from my experience, most attorneys that represent associations uh, in a defective construction action, most of them try to mediate informally in advance by contacting the developer and discussing what the problems are. And, uh, you know, there's two sides to every issue, but a lot of that mediation has not been successful. And I think the reason is, number one, the developers seem to think the association is often responsible for a lack of maintenance of the construction. And number two, the dollar amounts can be huge in defective construction litigation. So often the developers are just not interested in paying any money or putting any resources into fixing a job that they thought was already completed. Yeah. Well, you you bring up a great point, uh, Dan, with uh, the idea or notion of, you know, I think of my experience with HOAs that have had to uh, go to a developer, a builder because of some concerns. And to think that uh, when putting this piece in on mediation, for example, to think that they haven't already tried to sit down with the developer or builder uh, is ridiculous. I can't think of a time when they haven't gone to them first. They've already done that and see that, and seeing that that's gone nowhere. Right, and you know, often the you know often a developer has moved on and they've closed the book on that particular project, and really they're just not interested in uh, compromising with an association that thinks it's been wrong. So, uh, you know, I think. Starting uh, in August, when these new laws take effect, 
I think that um, there's going to be a lot of fast-moving mediations where the parties get together, they meet with a mediator, but they they decide in it after a very short period of time in mediation, it's not going to be successful, and they terminate it. Yeah. Well, uh, folks, we're going to take uh, another quick break, but don't go away. We've got a lot more with my guest, Dan Greenstein. What are some of the other trends coming up? Well, manager licensing, ombudsman laws, solar panels. Oh, my, that and so much more. So don't go away. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot. Back after this. AM 1280, The Patriot. There's a new show on Wellness Radio 1570, Silver Linings and Lemonade, every Tuesday at 3 p.m. starting March 14th. Energize, be inspired, and find the positives in your world. Jess Brighton is a life adversity and reinvention coach. Jess invites you to relax, discuss life, its challenges, joys, and possibilities. Take time out with Jess every Tuesday at 3 p.m. right here on Wellness Radio 1570. Finding support, inspiration, and a new friend on Silver Linings and Lemonade. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's common to common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. In 1967, Arab forces attempted to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Six days later, Israel had triumphed, and Jerusalem stood reunified for the first time in nearly 2,000 years. Honor the 50-year anniversary of this historic triumph by joining Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager for Stand with Israel, a nine-day odyssey celebrating Israel's past, present, and future. Explore Israel's heritage at Galilee and Jerusalem. Embrace the present, touring modern Tel Aviv. You'll meet with high-ranking Israeli leaders and understand more deeply the complexities and marvels of modern Israel. You'll walk on soil contended for with courage. As a conservative American, you can show your support. Stand with Israel. October 22nd through November 1st. First, includes luxury accommodations, delicious meals, and safe transportation. Book your trip at am1280thepatriot.com. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan with my guest, uh, Dan Greenstein, uh, broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. The show is brought to you by Extreme Exteriors and Bartlett Tree Experts. You know, at uh, Bartlett, they really are the total nerds of tree care. They are experts in every sense of the word. Did you know at Bartlett, they have a 350-acre research lab in Arboretum? Not only are their PhDs constantly developing new techniques and treatments in tree care, but they also provide the support and training to all of their field technicians so you get the best care possible. Bartlett's inventory management plans using ArborScope are the best in the business. Now, with a comprehensive understanding of value, condition, and needs of your trees, combined with Bartlett's expertise, 
means you get the most out of your dollar. Give them a call at 763-253-8733 and tell them Gene sent you. Well, we're talking about legislative uh, trends, and we've talked about construction uh, defects. We've talked about short-term rentals. Dan, let's take a look at, uh, hasn't happened here in, in Minnesota yet, but in a lot of other states, manager licensing. Uh, looks like uh, just this last year, uh, uh, a number of states, six additional ones, are considering uh, this alone. Uh, now, one that comes to mind is Illinois, but it seems like they've been going at it for a number of years but can't seem to get it uh, together. What's happening there? Well, I, Gene, what I know is that uh, Illinois is trying different approaches to uh, have requirements for their managers in HOAs and having supervisors uh, oversee their managers, uh, much like we do here in Minnesota, but I, I don't think it's working. I think they... They likely have a lot of, uh, let's call it mom-and-pop management companies or smaller companies where simply becoming licensed uh, in a business that you're, you're well-experienced in is kind of a, a burden and a financial expense for a lot of people. Yeah. So now, let me ask you now, you know, I, when I take a look at uh, some of the responsibility of the state and uh, what they have with... Uh, with commerce, and I, there's a degree I certainly uh, support and understand a need for uh, licensing in uh, in certain fields, in certain uh, uh, industries, because we're talking about consumer protection. Um, do you see that uh, this area of property management is one that uh, really should have uh, licensing for managers? Well, I, I think... Um you know, I'm in, in Minnesota, it's been very strange in determining the licensing requirements. And in working with the Department of Commerce, as of right now, if you're simply managing an HOA, you're not required to have a license. Uh, if you're leasing, that's a different story, and licenses are required. And my view, personally, is that the state has kind of fallen behind uh, the times and hasn't kept up with the number of HOAs that have been formed in a state like Minnesota. And I, you know, I think where there's uh, significant responsibility involved and you have uh, financial issues, you have access to funds, you have a lot of... Um, uh, things like the fair housing laws that need to be complied with. I, I think there should be some level of licensing or require studies, requirements for HOA managers. Yeah. Um, and more, yeah. you know what else I'm thinking, Gene? I'm thinking, you know, there are some states like Florida where before you can serve as a board member on an HOA, you must take a class and pass a test on the duties and responsibilities of becoming a board member. I think that would be a very good idea uh, in Minnesota. Yeah. You know, part of what I see happening uh, in uh, the race for uh, uh, licensing of uh, association managers is you've got a number of different entities. You know, you've got uh, a group like uh, IRAM, uh, who's a part of uh, National Association of Realtors. You've got CAI, another national organization. Everybody's running to say, uh, our coursework, uh, by the way, uh, will be the ones that will kind of get this established. And so uh, you've got a lot of different uh, people trying to put uh, a, a number of different things in place. You make a good point, Dan. Um, we, you and I have talked about this uh, over the last few years a number of times, and a part of me certainly agrees with you with the idea and notion that when you're talking about uh, the fiduciary role in property management in handling funds and uh, uh, issues and concerns with, uh, with uh, discrimination and some of the requirements with, uh, with HUD and others, yeah, there's a certain uh, level of expertise that needs to take place. There's another part of me, though, that that says sometimes uh, if uh, the state gets involved uh, too much in licensing, it almost gets to be harder for 
that small mom and pop shop or that person to go into business and to be able to see success. Let me give you an example. You know, um, in the area of uh, contractors, uh, there's heavy licensing requirements now in Minnesota. It's almost impossible. You know, a, a few years ago, a lot of these companies that are really big were just a generation or two ago, uh, a guy uh, with his pickup truck and, uh, and a ladder uh, doing some uh, work, and then uh, his uh, sons grow up, and his sons uh, uh, do the work along with dad, and uh, then uh, the company grows. Uh, but it's kind of harder for small businesses to get a start sometimes because of uh, some of the licensing requirements. Well, I, I certainly agree with that. And, you know, often when we look to the government to uh, regulate and supervise uh, our different industries, we we tend to complicate things and make them more expensive. But I think when you take volunteer homeowners and, you know, some associations, you know, they run millions of dollars through their account in and out every year because they're large associations. When you take a volunteer board of directors and often those boards uh, be, are staffed by people who just volunteer to do it because nobody else is doing it. They don't necessarily have training. They don't understand their the roles and the boundaries of their roles as a director. There needs to be something in place where they can be educated uh, and and understand how the law views their role as a director. Now, maybe it's not licensing, but maybe it is, you know, you take a course, an approved course, before you can serve on your board. And um, I, I would like to see something in place so when a person volunteers to serve on a board, there is somewhere for them to go to become educated about their job and not have to hire an attorney to figure it out and not have to rely on other board members who may know less than they even do. Yeah, well, and you make a good good point. And uh, still today, even in association, uh, this association management industry, um, the number of uh, associations that are managed versus self-managed, I got to say there's probably... I don't know. This is kind of a wild guess here, but I got to say it's still about 50-50 out there, don't you think, with uh, a yeah, lot of Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that's as close as could be estimated. Yeah. Well, we've got a couple other trends that we want to talk about with uh, Dan, ombudsman laws. What's an ombudsman? Well, we'll talk about that. And solar panels. Uh, but don't go away. Uh, we will take a quick break and we'll have more of where you live after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. There is only one skin rejuvenation clinic in Minnesota. Only physicians provide the advanced laser and injectable treatments. Established in 2004, Skin Rejuvenation Clinic of Edina has been nationally recognized for their outstanding results. This clinic has the most body contouring and fat reduction options in the state. You can also choose treatments that erase or improve the signs of aging. Set up your free consultation with a physician. There is only one Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. SkinRejuvenationClinic.net Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. 
and we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at wnav-video.com. That's wnav-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. The show is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts, Extreme Exteriors. And uh, i just like to, to say that uh, 24 Restore has got uh, a, a special event taking place in August. It's Wednesday, August 16th. They're going through... Uh, the anatomy of an insurance claim. And if you're on a board of your uh, directors uh, for your association, this is going to be a great, fun, and very informative event that's taking place. It's between 6 and 8 at their shop. Please visit them at uh, 24restore.com. That's 24restore.com. You'll have the contact information. Give them a call. Get signed up. Uh, and registered for the event. It's free. They're going to have uh, food that they're going to be uh, providing, and uh, I'm going to be there as well, so I hope uh, to see you there. That's on Wednesday evening, August 16th. Well, let's finish up uh, uh, today's show here. I've got uh, Dan Greenstein uh, with me on the phone. We've been talking about uh, trends that HOAs uh, have uh, been seeing in legislation. We've talked about a number of them already, Dan. Uh, here's one. Uh, this is one that I got to tell you of all the trends. This is this is the bane of my existence. I'll just uh, let me just tell you that's my. It, it, it is my. Uh, this is something I never want to see in Minnesota. And uh, have I made that clear? Uh, it's uh, um, you're getting uh, there. Okay, <laughs> it's with an ombudsman. Uh, uh, tell me, uh, tell our listeners first, uh, what is an ombudsman and what the purpose is in other states? Well, what I know about an ombudsman is that they're an independent investigator, uh, and they are used when someone has a complaint against a governmental agency. But my real uh, education about an ombudsman took place a number of years ago where I applied to be one of the frequent flyers that are able to go in the short line uh, through the TSA at the airport. And my wife and I applied, and in about four weeks, she got a letter saying she was approved, and I didn't get anything. I didn't get anything. Weeks went by. Finally got a letter that I had been rejected from being one of the frequent (laughs) flyers to be able to go in the short line because when I was 18, I got a traffic ticket for loud and raucous noise. And basically, I'd honked the horn too much, and, and uh, an officer gave me a ticket when I was 18. And so I appealed their finding. And the appeal went to an ombudsman in Utah. And the ombudsman in Utah said, well, I think enough time has gone by. Mr. Greenstein appears to be a responsible citizen. So they allowed me now to go in the short lines at the airport. And that's okay. what I know about them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the, the problem I have with an ombudsman, uh, 
uh, office. And what I, and this is only because of what I've seen with other states that have enacted this office is that, number one, we're dealing with a government that doesn't necessarily understand this industry. Uh, the idea or notion that you want to redirect complaints, uh, uh, that uh, you don't want individuals to be uh, taken care uh, you want individuals to be taken care of with uh, their issues, you don't want them to be bullied. But to me, it almost uh, just seems to be, number one, a uh, opportunity for state government to now uh, initiate an additional tax, because all of these states that have them, there's an additional per-door tax uh, for every uh, HOA in the state. They're all registered. And now the right. one individual who's got that real complaint, and you know the person I'm talking about, instead of the association that has said, you know what, we've tried to address it a number of times, and you're just, uh, and they're just going to ignore them. Now they've got another platform to uh, push and make things just awful for the HOA. Uh, you know, I, I'm afraid it, that's true. It's become so very easy nowadays to uh, for unhappy people to file complaints, whether or not there's any legitimacy to their complaint. And, of course, now as our government has set up this new uh, complaint avenue, not only will the uh, disgruntled homeowner complaints go to the attorney general, they'll now go to the ombudsman. And we pay for all of this continual action and there's really no filter until much further down in the process to weed out the the you know non-legitimate claims yeah well and we've got uh say we've got it looks like uh about two minutes left in uh, our show here i want to hit just one other trend here dan uh but i certainly agree with you with uh, ombudsman and that's an issue of solar panels uh, that's been kind of a concern here in Minnesota. Uh, just uh, quickly, what are some of the concerns that people have about uh, solar panels and having them installed in an HOA? Well, typically in an HOA, the association is required to strive for uniformity in appearance. It's thought that that is the best way to maximize your property value. Well, obviously, there's a trend now to go to solar energy and solar panels, and homeowners, many homeowners, want to uh, put solar panels on the roof, even in an association. And the board of directors is left to try and determine what's in the best interest of our overall community. Is it going to help our property values? Is it going to hurt our property values? How are we going to regulate something like solar panels, especially when most associations are responsible for maintenance of the roof. And they've got people climbing up there attaching solar panels. So it's, it's a very new industry. Uh, the, the associations are going to have to figure out what is in the best interest of their entire community. And we'll see where it goes and if it still continues to be a viable uh, an economically feasible energy source. Yeah. My, my big concern with it is that uh, when you are in an HOA, you're tied financially at the hip with so many other people in that HOA. And if a majority of the people are saying, no, we don't want one, it seems now with uh, some of the laws are saying, well, if the individual does, you can't deny that. And it's taking away uh, the uh, right of that HOA to uh, make decisions on their own. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show. Dan, thanks for joining me as always. Appreciate your time. You are welcome. And, uh, folks, thank you for your time. Have a great weekend. Look forward to having you join me once again next Saturday here on Where You Live.
This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. When you think about quality K-12 schools that put kids on a path to being successful independent adults, do you think of gender-inclusive toolkits, opposition to federal law enforcement, and support for the impeachment of the president? If you do not, you probably were not at the National Education Association's annual meeting where the aforementioned matters were included on its 159-point new business agenda. In worldwide rankings, U.S. high school students do not make the top 20 in either science or reading and have dropped to 35th in math. The NEA put forward 159 new business items in area one dealing with student performance, classroom instruction, or fiduciary responsibility. The NEA has affiliates in all 50 states. They take over school districts, subordinate intellectual development to political indoctrination, and purchase legislators who fund it all on your dime and at your kid's expense. So when the NEA tells you that their business is making your kid a sentinel of the welfare state, you should believe them. And maybe you should show up for a school board meeting, too. I'm Dan Prof. From the Nepsis Capital Management Studios, this is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.